Gamotzi is almost all right by Kirsten Gears uh, 2017. In the last decades of Andrea Palladio's practice, Vincenzo Scamozzi was his principal collaborator. When Palladio died, Scamozzi took over the practice and finished the projects. He was much more dogmatic an architect than his master, more systematic, more simplistic, less insane. For Scamozzi, buildings were systems to be perfected. They were either correct or simply made no sense. A claim he reportedly made about Jacobo D'Antonio's San Sovino's library. Curiously, the idea of a system is more commonly associated with Palladio. The four books of architecture, his most universal claim to fame, certainly seem to be an attempt to advance a systematic approach to architecture. No site, only principles, architecture reduced to its simplest incarnation. Should we allow Palladio's publication to define our reading of his architecture in these terms? Architects' communications about their own work are notoriously deceptive, and Palladio's four books, perhaps the first monograph, are no exception. Considering the built work in depth, as the Caesar Institute in Guido Beltramini have been doing for many years, reveals something else. Most of Palladio's buildings, unrelated to their idealization on paper, turn out to be the result of a transformation of what was already there, sometimes before the client, always before Palladio. Whether a particular site, a mode of agricultural production, or simply a pre-existing building, the projects were consistently conceived in negation with what was found. If Palladio's architecture was the embodiment of the negotiation between what already was and what should be, it was the architect's exuberant talent that allowed this. Palladio's buildings are approximations. Columns, windows and other openings are placed in a more or less certain position, together forming the constellation of his architecture. In reality, not one site is straight or rectangular, but the eye is easily tricked. The four books present a posteriori idealizations, cunning in their intentions, but perhaps not entirely successful. The almost complete absence of context doesn't help. The oversimplification of projects in four books casts Palladio as a Durandian pit Pendant, reducing his architecture to a now worn out formula for building making, architecture as a recipe. And if for a moment we forget the books and look at the buildings, it is perhaps advisable to also forget the most famous of them, the Villa Capra or the Rotunda as it came to be known. The Villa Capra confuses us for it rigorously its rigorously consequential setup sells us an idea of architecture more fitting in the idealized world of the four books than in the reality as found in the plains of the Veneto. One feeds into the other. The Villa Capra is to the four books as Oliver Eliasson's son is to his claims of monumental public engagement, the result of overblown and deceiving media spin, then and now. 
the many utilitarian villas that Palladio built for opportunistic entrepreneurs in the Veneto were almost all right, and maybe that was good enough. The Villa Capra, at least on the outside, is a perfect sculpture. No compromise, no negotiation, pure beauty. The only dialogue in which it seems to engage with is four books, as if both existed in parallel in a parallel universe. How can this evil duo's spell be undone? How can we look at the other Palladio? Perhaps Scamozzi can help. If we accept that he really was a collaborator of Palladio, then we must assume his intentions were good. This remains a hypothesis, of course, and in the murky documentation of that time, there is little evidence about his exact role. Scamozzi may have worked intensively on many buildings, many of the buildings that Palladio's office, in inverted commas, was developing, as a collaborator, as a trusted architect. Might he have even developed themes that still demand explanation in Palladio's work, but make perfect sense in Scamozzi's own oeuvre? The tightening of the column rhythm on the corners in the back portico at the Palazzo Valmarana suggests itself as an example. Scamozzi might also have had reason to be wary of the theoretical cornerstone of Palladio's oeuvre, both because four books set their author on the road to superstardom, something collaborators typically love and loathe in equal measure, and because he was best placed to see the distinction between paper and reality. The Villa Capra was still unfinished when, in 1570, the project was extensively documented in the first edition of four books. In the, 19, in the 1570s, Scamozzi embarked upon his independent career in architecture, which ran parallel to his collaborations. In 1575, he famously built his own version of the rotunda, the Villa Pisani at Lonigo, known as La, La Rocca. Meanwhile, the rotunda was still in negotiation with its own reality. When Scamozzi was invited to complete the building following Palladio's death in 1580, he mutilated it. As well as adding Bacchese and altering the dome, he cut a stair in the middle of the steps to make the storage floor accessible. His own villas never suffered from such issues. They were all solutions, no problems. If we hypothesize that Scamozzi tried to steer Palladio's architecture away from its universal character, then what did he propose instead? Perhaps we can read his own buildings as a set of carefully planned and systematized interiors. The outsides of the building simply borrow their appearance from imagery that his former employer had defined. He didn't seem to care too much. Lacking explosive talent but methodological methodical to a fault, Scamozzi devised solutions that visualised the clash between an ideal plan and the contingencies of the site. Contrary to the implication of its title, Scamozzi's own architectural treatise, The Idea of a Universal Architecture, 1615, represents his projects with their actual contexts. Nothing ever quite fits, but the intentions remain perfectly clear. In Scarmozzi's work, the reality is tangible, the architecture strict, the work simply less generous. It was his version of the half-truth of architecture. Scarmozzi is almost all right.